All right, guys, this is Outer World Spaces with your host, Dean Francis. Got a special guest, my guy, Sean Engel. Uh, for those that don't know Sean, uh, it's a good buddy of mine, diehard Q's fan, who was able to check out not only the Q's commits, but future Q's targets, hopefully, down the line. And he's been doing this for the last few years, checking out a lot of guys, a lot of uh, guys who ended up playing at Syracuse or ended up playing and becoming pros at other schools and such, um, especially at the Hoopal Classic because he lives out in the New England area. So, you know, he's been one of the guys that's hooked me up with a lot of good info on, you know, uh, the, 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 the players that he has checked out over the, the last three, four, five years and such. So um, I'm glad to have him on because he have seen uh, at least three out of the five commitments that we have in this 2022 class so far um, with uh, Chris Bunch recently, Justin Taylor, Quadir Copeland. So I'm interested to get his um, opinion and, and insight on what he was able to see from watching these guys multiple times um, recently this season. And then we'll get into the 2023 guys, the 2024 guys. And then there's a few, even though it's real early, there's a couple of 2025 guys that we're going to put you on to later on. So, um, Sean, you there? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So, look, um, before we get into it, for those that might not know about you and such, just give a little background about, you know, where you're from, how you became a Q's fan and all that good stuff. So... Um, you know, introduce yourself to Q's Nation. Yeah, so I'm actually from Westchester, New York. And um, I, I think I started, like, in Syracuse. They had, um, I think it was Johnny Flynn's team. And I think they beat UNC or something at the Garden. And ever since then, I was, like, hooked to it. So along the way, um, I just started following recruiting. Um and then, so it's like kind of like a hobby of mine to just to watch the high school kids, follow the recruiting. And then um, I went to school in Massachusetts. So in that area, there's just all the NEPSAC schools. And so I, I saw like so many kids that like, whether it be at the Hoopal or just at local schools. Um, so that, that's where, I, that's where I kind of see everybody. And um, I, it's just something I enjoy doing. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cause I I know I always get that hoop hole hookup from you since we became cool like over what, yeah, last four, four or five like years seven or so. Years, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. High so school. yeah, yeah, man. So you know, I so I was like, all right, with this whole spaces thing happening and having you know Q's Q's fans able to hop on and voice their opinions and such, I was like, hey, you know, I gotta have you on. And, you know, have you share your insight because you've been able to not only just see these guys at Hoopal recently, but you was at another tournament um, a few months ago early in the season to check yeah. out um, Copeland and Taylor. So I thought the fans will appreciate your insight on those two guys as well. So um, starting off, because how are we going to break this down? We're going to do the Q's guys first, right? 2022 class, the Q's commits. So we're going to do... Um, the the, the the Q's guys that you were able to see um, with Chris Bunch, starting off with Chris Bunch recently, and then we'll get into Taylor and Copeland. And, um, like, have, have you seen any of um, 
Peter Carey or Malik Brown by any chance? No, I actually, actually, I've seen Peter Carey in person, but not playing. I saw the um, somebody posted an article today. I guess he had knee surgery, so he's oh, missing okay. this entire year. Oh but, wow! Uh, he he was actually at Hoop Hall watching Bunch play. And, okay. Um, so and then when Copeland and Taylor played, uh, they were playing Northfield Mount Hermon, which was the school he was at. But obviously, he didn't play. But. Okay, all right, so yeah, so we'll touch on three out of the five, and then um, the 20, you know, touch a little bit on the 2022 guys that, you know, sadly we missed out on that you was able mm. to see, and then we'll get into the 2023 guys and the 24 guys, and then a couple of the 25 guys, because I know there's a special somebody that, you know, mm. I, I want you to introduce the <laughs> fan base to that we're going to save for last. So getting things kicked off on 2022. So you was recently able to see Chris Bunch a couple of times um, this past weekend. So let Hughes Nation know your impressions on him. So Bunch, he, he's very talented, but the play style is just, it's like not there. Like, I, I think you were touching on it last week a little bit. Um he just shoots threes the entire game. Uh, he's legit six eight, long, athletic, but he doesn't do anything inside. Doesn't rebound. Um, I think the second game I saw him play, he shot twelve threes, went like four twelve. So he can shoot, but he's very streaky. And I do think he has pro potential, but if he doesn't change the way he plays before he gets to Syracuse, I, I don't. I don't know if I see it really working out. Yeah, I, I I I say this all the time. If there's ever a recruit of the committed guys that we have that you know Jim Beheim is gonna tear into on the regular, it's him, right? Don't you agree? <laughs> yeah, but it, it also seems like every year with the turnover, it's just like somebody's gonna leave every single year, and like he he just seems like that type of kid where if he's not getting immediate minutes and doesn't play the role he wants, he's gonna be he's gonna be dipping. But he he was he played a lot like like Woody Newton a little bit like just just shooting threes not really going inside so but he, I mean he the potential is there it's just like if he changes his style like I think he'll be very good but I, I saw in the new rankings like ESPN didn't even have him top one hundred twenty four seven had him fifty fifty five so um, depending on where you look like. People have different views of him, but I, I think he can be good. It just it's just about changing his playing style, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, because the rankings, yeah, I, I had taken a note on the rankings. I was gonna ask you about like once we sum all this up, I was gonna like ask you, hey, like here here's what ESPN and Super have on these guys, and if you agree or not with what you mm-hmm. saw. But um, yeah, with bunch. Yeah, that's why I tell everybody, I'm like, hey, the, the 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 talent is there when you look at just the prototypical tools for a Syracuse wing and such, but it's really on him. Like he's gonna really need like a big kick in the ass to reach that potential. You know what I'm saying? Because right now it just seems like he just goes through the motions, right? Like that's what you saw, right? Yeah, I mean he he had I don't know if you did you see their second game? It was on ESPN, I think, against Sunrise. But he, he's shooting threes the entire game. But then when it got into crunch time, like, he made a, a ridiculously nice move, scored two points. But, like, he doesn't do that the entire game. So, yeah, uh, he, he's a much better, like, compared to Benny Williams, it's like night and day. He's a much better shooter. So, may, so maybe he can get minutes over Benny next year. But we'll, we will see. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that seems to be the consensus with with bunch that it's like, all right, the the the, the tools are there, but it's 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 all about how bad he wants it and the coaching and how he puts it all together moving forward because um you know he's definitely when you talk about a, a boom or bust type of recruitment it's like there doesn't seem to be a middle ground right like either he's gonna develop and become really good or he's just gonna be like average to just like never fulfilling that potential you know what i'm saying yeah, absolutely yeah. So, yeah so yeah so um yeah that's a story on chris bunch so now um Getting to the two, the two, the the, the teammates at IMG Prep. So going back from when you was able to see those guys a couple of times with Justin Taylor and Quadero Copeland. So let's start with Justin Taylor. What was your take on Justin? Yeah. Taylor? So so first off, before I get into that, mm-hmm. they um so they played Northfield, which is Northfield's like the number one team in the country. So it was a tough matchup to begin with, and IMG's post grad team is incredibly thin. Like they have no depth. So. Like, I think they're running, like, six people. Because they also had another kid um, committed to UConn, Alex Carabin. He was he was hurt. So, they legit had, like, six or seven kids. And Northfield's running 10 to 12. So, it was kind of kind of a tough matchup to begin with. But um, Taylor did not really shoot that well that game. But he could create his own shot very well. Um, he was getting to the basket, hitting a couple nice step backs. But he wasn't really making anything. But... Like, everybody compares him to Buddy. It's not – I don't know about you. From what you've seen, I don't really see them being too similar at all. Like, he, he is – at because I saw Buddy in high school too. And compared to Buddy, Taylor is much more athletic, stronger build. Like I said, he can get to the basket. Buddy just shot threes. So, I think Taylor could be good at Syracuse. Um, and – the way I look at it is if they could develop Buddy into a 18 to 20 point per game score, I think Taylor, they should be able to develop Taylor fine. But. Yeah. Yeah. When, when it comes to the position, do you think he's locked in at the two or do you think he could play some at the wings? I think it depends who they get. Like, I, I, I think he could play the wing. He, he's big. Like, he's a strong kid, but he's probably bigger than Buddy is right now, and he's more athletic. So when they got him, I kind of thought he was going to be a wing, just based on, like, he's 6'6", 6'7", probably 205, 210. So I think he can play the wing, but I think it will depend on what they really need, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree, because it's like with Copeland coming along, and if they're looking at him as a a point guard or, or, you know, just a guard in general, then – you know, with Buddy, I mean, excuse me, not Buddy, but um, Samir and Joe returning, and if you're playing um Taylor at the two, then where does that leave um Copeland, right? Like then yeah. all of a sudden he's gonna be upset or whatever. But I'm like, okay, if uh Jimmy doesn't get that extra year of eligibility and Swider's gone then you, you're going to need some bodies, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then that opens up an opportunity to give um, Taylor some some extra playing time and stuff. You don't just have to, like, pigeonhole him to the two-guard spot. But, um, you know, before we get into all that, um, with Copeland, what's your take on, on, on Copeland and what he could bring to the table? So, he, like you said last week, he can't shoot. But um, at least in that game, I thought he was definitely 
IMG's best player. Like, he can create for others, get to the rim. He's a strong athlete. And I actually think, depending on how the roster shakes up, shakes up about who's leaving, who's coming in with transfers and stuff, he could, out of all the freshmen, he could play actually play the most. Like, I think you said last week he plays pretty similar to Kadari, and I agree with that. I think Kadari's a little bit stronger, or he was stronger, because I saw Kadari play at Brewster. Uh, I thought Kadari was stronger, a little bit better at the rim, but Copeland's a more, he's a more fluid athlete, if that makes sense. So, but um, I, he's kind of what we need. Like, he, athlete, he'll be good in the zone, um, and he creates for others. So, I think he would compliment Gerard pretty well, assuming Gerard's back and starting. Okay. Um, you, so, when it comes, I, I hate even, like, trying to compare the two or, or make it, like, a competition, but with what you've seen with Copeland, and I know you saw Kadari a few times back in his Bruce Academy days, how would you compare the two, where they're at at this stage right now, and what do you project for them, not, say, like, down the line, but just, like, freshman year status with, like, what we saw with Kadari and what you think um, Cardair can bring to the table when he he, he, he ends up at Syracuse? Kadari was – I would say Kadari was definitely better when he was at Brewster. But he – I mean, it's not a knock – like, it's not – like you said, it's not a competition. Like, it's not a knock on Copeland. Like, I actually think Copeland can play next year. But, like, personally, me, if I was running Syracuse, I would try and add, like, a floor general-type guard to come in next year. But – um. I think next year he could be better than Samir is. Like he, uh, like it wouldn't surprise me if he was a rotational player next year. Like all of these guys are good, not great, but like so we'll see. But yeah, yeah, I understand because the thing is with um, Copen, what he brings to the table with Samir is you, you know he's he's a few inches taller, he's longer, he's much more athletic. Um, the only thing I guess is how does he adapt playing the zone? You know what I mean? Like it's never really easy for freshmen to, <laughs> you know, um, adapt right away to the, to the zone. Like some freshmen just have a hard time um, dealing dealing with it and such, and adapting to what JB demands from them, and what we talk about with the shooting. So that could be an issue. But when you just talk about physical talent and the playmaking skills yeah his stuff. creation yeah his, his vision creation his creativity is i would say it's, it's it's off the charts like it's 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 very i would say it's above average and like we're not getting into rankings yet but i i think his ranking doesn't do him justice in that regard yeah that's the thing i mean i understand you know people not having him as like a top 50 recruit or anything like that but like you would think at least like back half like somewhere between that 7,500 range, they will find a spot for him, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that even even if you're looking at, all right, he struggles with the jumper, but just looking at the projection saying, all right, everything that he brings to the table now, and if he ever develops that jump shot, like, he's a pro. Like, don't, like, we're oh, yeah, agree, like yeah. Yep. Because that's where a lot of these guys, the 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 recruiting um the the recruiting analysis analysis, they always say they're they're a part of his projection. Like, all right, we're we're not evaluating the now, we're evaluating for the future. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what you're not seeing with this guy outside the jump shot, he brings a lot of good good um 
tools to the table. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out with him. But I agree that he's very undervalued and underranked. And again, the, that team they were playing, that's a that's a tough team. They're they're really, really good. Like they're um their point guards going to Texas, like they have a big man going to Northwestern, but they're they're very, very good defensively. They all can shoot. So it was a tough matchup for them. Yeah, so that so it's a good segue to getting into I know you said Peter Carey didn't play, but from like what you saw and just looking at him you know, I guess this is like a different kind of take of we're not talking about what you saw on the court, but just like physically and trying to project development, you know, body-wise and such, because obviously he's a, you know, a guy that needs to gain weight or whatever. But from what yeah. you saw in person, what what's your projection of him down the line? You still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, it was like a weird pause. No, he um, yeah, he he's he was probably he's probably about like six ten, six eleven. I will say he's because I saw Lydon play in high school. He's he's much bigger than Lydon was, but besides that, it was like he was literally just in like street clothes. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was nothing really you could take away from it. But he didn't look hurt or anything. Like, but. I guess he had knee surgery. Or he had an injection or something. There was an article today about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cause, yeah because he, he's the only <laughs> recruit that I know next to nothing about. Like, the only clip I ever seen of him was, like, a little open gym workout where he was it looks just really athletic. Down. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing I, I got out of it. But it's like, <laughs> you can only take so much from, you know, him playing against nobody, throwing down, you know, 360 dunks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was a little bit disappointed when, you know, when, when he was at his game and you said, yeah, he was in street clothes and he was hurting stuff because um, he, he's the only guy I know next to nothing about. And I guess since he's out for the year, um, he's he's definitely gonna be a mystery man mm-hmm. coming into yeah, summer. Camps. I mean, he won't play at all next year, I'm sure. But especially yeah. with Edwards hopefully back. And but I mean, it, it's always good to have those type of players you could develop. So yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, if if you're if you're gonna take a fly on somebody, you know, it's always best the the, the at, at a big man. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to waste those spots on a guard or a wing. You know, the big men, we know it takes some time to develop. So, you know, we know he's athletic. We know he has the size. It's just about... It's yeah, in my, about my how, opinion, you know, for, yeah. for guys like that, like, I've always felt this way. Like, even, like, Woody Newton last year. Like, if you know you're not going to play, why not... And you're super skinny, why not redshirt, work on your body, learn the system? Like, and it doesn't hurt your ego either. Like, so hopefully Kerry does that and he can add 20 pounds, whatever. But yeah. I, I just, I, to me, it's just like I don't understand why more people don't redshirt. Like it's it's got to be like an ego thing, but because there's no yeah, way, I like, think... there's no. I was gonna get into this later, but to me, there's no way like Syracuse is recruiting Woody Newton and telling him he's gonna play major minutes as a freshman. Like I, I don't know, maybe they were, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's kind of it. Kind of goes both ways because a lot of times these schools they'll tell kids whatever they want to hear to get them in. But then again, even when you're realistic, a lot of times you're dealing with you know the parents who have um you know unrealistic expectations or their handlers or their high school coaches or AU coaches and stuff. 
because you know there there've been guys in the past that have played at Syracuse that were barely ranked in the top 100 or three star guys and you know when I would chat like with you know certain you know parents or coaches and stuff and they're telling me oh such and such say they could be a pro in like a year or two and I'm like huh mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's just kind of like the unrealistic expectations is just off the charts with a lot of these people everybody thinks their kid is 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 gonna be you know a first round pick and Sometimes, you know, the coaches, they kind of egg that on, too, to get the kid. You know, they'll tell them whatever they want to hear. And it's not even just, say, Syracuse. It's, like, all, all, the, all the schools. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, whether we're talking, you know, an ACC program or a max school. You know what I mean? Like, you could be dealing with a kid who only has D3 offers. And if um, Kanisha's want to get him in, they're like, hey, you're going to start right away. And you're going to be our go-to guy. And then he comes in and, you know, does nothing. You know, can't even get off the bench for Kanisha's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, that's that's how it goes. But um yeah, good stuff on the twenty twenty two guys. So before we, we move on, um let me ask you this. So who do you think is gonna make the biggest impact right away as a freshman? But who do you think have the most upside to have the best career overall at Syracuse when it's all said and done? Oh I think Bunch definitely has the most upside. But I don't know. I kind of have doubts about him sticking it out. Like, so if I were betting on it, I would say Taylor has the best career at Syracuse, but Bunch has the most potential. But I'm not. I'm not sure what the rock. Like, like I said earlier, like I, I could see a lot of people. Like, we don't know about both Bayheims, Wider. Um, like, we don't. We don't know who's staying or going. So. Um, I think that will be a huge factor into who's playing the most next year. But but, but yeah. you know what? If we if we think of it the way is both Bayheims are back and Swider's back, I, I'd probably be Copeland, honestly, because he okay. could he could fit in, um, like kind of like how what Kadari did last year, play really good defense, facilitate. Um, so so it's going to be kind of like a wait and see type thing. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 right. That's that's probably a better question to ask you, where you will have more clarity on that later on towards the end of the season, where we know what the roster is looking like moving forward. Because right yeah, now, there could it's be a question, a lot of turnover. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, it could be, either be a lot of turnover. Yeah, yeah, it could be a lot of turnover, or the head coach gets his wish and brings runs it all back with, um, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, with, with with the Bayhawk bros and such, yeah, so, um, we we have yeah, so we have to. We, who knows? Probably convinces Swatter to come back for another year and such. So Villanova, go, I, I don't it, know it, what happened with him. Villanova ruined that kid. He in high school, unbelievable. He he was he was, it was like now his jumper just like a line drive. It's like I saw him play probably three or four times in high school. He was the prettiest jumper ever. Which, uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, the issue with Nova is, is just, like, defensively, though. You know what I mean? Like, he just, like, when when you watch them play, they switch mm-hmm. everything. So, they, 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 you know, their guards, their wings, even their big men. Like, they, they, they want guys that can guard, like, every position. And when you, like, even in the zone, you see how, like, he's slow mm-hmm. to react and... 
you know, he he does even though he's like six nine, he he just doesn't have the length to be like a, a shot blocker, weak side shot blocker, or anything like that. So I think that was the problem, you know, because he he actually shot I think like forty percent from three. So you know, like the the shooting, it was okay. It just yeah, like, you know, I I just thought he'd be Jake, a little bit yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I thought he'd be at the. I yeah. don't know what his percentages are right now, but it's 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 probably yeah. It's probably you know what I just think it was probably not the best fit for him. Like if he went to one of those schools where they like he's just, a thirty six percent three point shooter right now. Like I I, I thought it'd be around okay. forty. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. I think at Nova and maybe because it wasn't at a high exactly, volume because yeah. he wasn't starting and stuff. So maybe you know that kind of like overinflated what what you know his true shooting numbers would be but you know the shooting numbers were pretty much solid at Nova it was just like defensively I know you know um you know people that covered the team and the fans they were just saying like he he couldn't guard anybody he was a liability so that was the problem but you know coming over here to Syracuse it's like you know the shooting says kind of like regressed a bit and defensively like we knew we weren't gonna get a big time defender (laughs) but you know when you throw him in Buddy, I, I mean, him and uh, Jimmy, you know what I mean? It makes the zone even worse, even though I think if we had a more athletic, you know, counterpart on the other end, it probably wouldn't be as bad. But, um, you know, I agree with you. Like, in high school, like, he he was a bad dude. Like, that, that, that you know, at, at St. Andrews and everything Thank like you. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So... That, that that so that we go so that's a wrap on the twenty twenty two guys for the Q's commits. But before we move to twenty twenty three, um, let's get into like some of the guys um that we missed out on that we we have recruited heavily, and some of the guys that we might you know we're gonna see um coming up next season in the ACC. So I wanted to start off with uh, JJ Starlin, the local guy. Like, what was your impressions on, on him? So yeah, first off. Like, I was thinking of this today because I was kind of preparing a little bit. Like, when you look at J.J. Starlin, Jaden Bradley's, I think, believe from Rochester, right? You've seen Jaden Bradley? Ryan, yeah. yeah. I think he's from Rochester originally. And Roddy Gale. Like, those guys are in your backyard. You can't go over three on that, especially when guards are position in need. Um, and I, I do think five, seven years ago, we're, I mean – we're closing the deal on at least one of those guys. But not to get off topic, but JJ, yeah. JJ, uh, JJ's really good. He, um, he didn't really shoot the ball too well, um, but he, he got to the rim at will. Um, law, I believe they lost to Oak Hill, but he, he played pretty well. He's in a system where he doesn't, he doesn't really play point guard at all because he has two other high-level guards with him. One's committed to Michigan State, and the other one has a Syracuse offer, Aiden Holloway. And he, he looks pretty good, too. But, um, but yeah, JJ's – JJ, I, I think he's a guy who would have come into Syracuse and started right away. And so it sucks we didn't get him, but um, he's a very good player. And he, he's probably 6'4", 6'3". So the good size. He's a very good athlete. So and so we could have used him, but um, Westery Chance Westery is he's probably the guy that would have been the best fit for Syracuse in my opinion. Just watching him play for Arizona Company was just kind of like a utility man. Like he did he did a little bit of everything. Like he was running the offense, played 
great defense. He was shooting. Um, so I would say he was the biggest loss, and he was a guy that would have been, like, an immediate impact player. So whereas J.J.'s ranked higher, I think Westry was the best fit for Syracuse. And then um, Roddy Gale, he played with Bunch. He was he was good, but I, I don't think he was a humongous loss. He um he could shoot. He he can get to the rim. He was, he was a little bit injured. He was he had a heating pad on his back, but um they're all very good and it, it sucks that we couldn't land any of them. Yeah, I think you hit it on the money that when you have like three three guards like that and you go over three. I mean, obviously, you know, as you mentioned, five six years ago, especially when um. Pop was around, like I don't think, I don't think that would. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, sketchy you know, stuff is going on with <laughs> Westry, but uh, I mean, like when you have yeah, Auburn yeah, and yeah, what, your last two schools, it's like obviously, but yeah, yeah, yeah. With Westry, yeah, like you know, like I, I, I'm not gonna get into the behind the scenes stuff in public, but yeah, there, there, there was some funny stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, like, oh, but, he's a million dollar um, offer. Jay, but, like, he, he, yeah, yeah, but with JJ and and, and um and Gail, like they they were straight up, like they went to schools that you know they they really liked the coaches and 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 really felt comfortable with the environment and the situations and stuff. So that's, like that's you know, a problem. There was I wanted nothing, to bring up. Yeah, like, I feel like people at this point, players are committing to Syracuse based on all right. I'm gonna get immediate playing time if I go there. Whereas, mm-hmm. like you said, with JJ and Gail, like they committed to school because that's where they actually want it to be, and I think that's kind of a problem Syracuse faces. And I don't know if it's because Bayheim's older or whatever, but like Gail committed to Ohio, Ohio State with another high-level four-star guard, and in the class above that, there's a five-star guard and another four-star guard. So like, there's not a he chose a place where, like, he loved the school, but there wasn't a clear path to immediate playing time compared to a school where Syracuse, he would have had a pretty decent chance to start next year. So, like, I don't know. It's kind of a problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of factors. I mean, you know, not to, you know, go <laughs> not to rehash a lot of, like, last week's convo and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, I mentioned – you know, myself and uh, a whole bunch of other fans had talked about, you know, some of the issues going on and, and, and things. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm just going to leave that alone. Go keep it on. I don't want to get <laughs> off a tangent. So we'll, we'll move on to – did you get a chance to see Donovan Klingon by any chance? Uh, I, I, I played I on Friday night. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, um. I saw Jonathan Cavoni from Draft Express was really impressed. Like he he had saw he was at that game, and he was saying how like Donovan, you know, looked really good and was moving much better than before and stuff. Cause that was kind of like my concern. Even though I know he's a beast, you know, offensively, and he's you know he he's gonna be a problem in college. But you know, I kind of looked at the Syracuse system, you know, playing the zone where you need a big man that can you know move around laterally and 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 have some um, you know um speed and and in quickness to them like we see with jesse you know even though jesse's always in foul foul trouble and stuff but at least he's mobile enough to get around to at least 
be in that position to, you know, contest and, and make a play on guys out on the perimeter and such. And when I when I saw Klingon, I think it was like last summer, it was just like, whoa, like, you know, I, <laughs> I could see this being a problem, you know, a guy so big and not as mm-hmm. mobile that we're accustomed to in the Syracuse system, even though I know offensively, you throw him the ball five feet around the hoop and either he's, you know, dunking on somebody, laying it up or getting fouled. So, um, you know, so I was curious if you you had got a chance to see him play. But I know he played Friday night, so I assume, you know, I know he was out there for the weekend and such. So, you know, you missed out on him. So um, before we get to 2023, I'll just <laughs> – Q's fans going to be upset, and I'm upset about this, but we had to touch on this. So that Duke class that's coming in, right, because I know you got a chance to see all those guys, and it was like four of them with Kyle Filipowski, who we missed mm-hmm. out on, Dariq Whitehead, Derek Lively, and Mark Mitchell, like these are all like four top ten dudes that Duke is bringing in. Um, not gonna ask, you know, like whatever. Don't care. Don't don't need to break down all of them. But do you think like what we see with this freshman group? That's really good, and they're final four national championship contenders. Do you think from what you saw, this group that they're bringing in next season that we're gonna face in the ACC is it the same kind of quality that's better, or is it the same, or you um, don't think it's as good I would as what? Say... That this high school class is probably a little bit weaker, like just generally, like than most years. Like if you, not that I'm, I'm not a huge ESPN guy, but Lively's number one, and his like grade is a 94. Whereas in past years, the first guy, they're the top guys are 98, 97. So like when I see that, like even ESPN says this is a little bit of a weaker class, but um, I, I would say like. Filipowski is he's legit like out of all those guys he's gonna be a problem next year like I, I think he's a lot better than Lively I think he's by far the best player in the class actually um I've seen Whitehead over the past few years because he's been at Mount Bird forever and I think he's gonna be very good at Duke um but I, I don't know I don't really see Lively as the number one player in the class I think that that's Filipowski did you have a chance to see him on Monday like they're on ESPN. No, I, yeah, no, I didn't see the game, but I, I, I saw Lively several games in the the Peach Jam and stuff, and he's 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 a prime example of upside and production. Yeah, they they right? always like overrate. He, he looks the part. It's um, that's one thing yeah. I've noticed. So, but um, yeah, he, I mean, like you, you see him in warm ups, he's seven foot two, whatever he is. He could shoot the jumper really well, but um, when they played Gil Saint Bernard. Um, McBacco, I don't, I don't know how to say his name. Who's about six eight, six eight ish mm-hmm. is guarding him. He can't do anything in the post. It's like Filipowski. He's running the floor. He's playing really good defense. And I think defense was initially the knock on him. Um, but he played really good. He hit like five blocks. Um, he was guarding on the perimeter. Um, three level score. So I, I would say he is. He's going to be really, really good next year. But. Um, I'm not, I think Whitehead will be good, but I'm not too sure about the other two. I think they'll be good, but it's not, it's not like a crazy, crazy class. Like, I think next year a veteran team's going to probably win the champion. Not to look too far ahead, but, um, I think a team who is going to take advantage of the transfer market will, um, will be better than a Duke with a bunch of freshmen. 
Yeah, because the thing that um I think is really lacking with this Duke class is just the guards. Like who who's the floor general? Who you know? I know they have a shooting guard that that's uh, supposedly a good shooter. That's like the lowest ranked guy of the group. But like you know, like who who? It, it's just all these big wings and mm-hmm. big men, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I know Whitehead is pretty good at the wing spot but you know he's now a point guard so it's like who who, who's gonna feed these guys you know what i'm saying so um and with lively you know the when i saw him at peach jam it's like you know i like the motor and everything and he looks the part when you see you know like you mentioned you know big you know like seven seven one long arms but i kind of got some javel mcgee willie collie stein vibes right and it's like that's not the number one player no, in the class, no. right? Like that's still, you know, that's still a pro, but that's not like the number one guy, like right? <laughs> you agree? Yeah, I mean, if if you could watch, if you if you could if you have ESPN, watch ESPN, whatever. If you could see Filipowski play, he is a he's a fucking beast. Like he is, he he's gonna be really good, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's the first pick in the draft. Like he's he's legit, and. Like I'm not saying that just because Syracuse was on him, but he is—he's very, very good. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, if I, you know, I'm, I haven't been able to see all these guys nationally, obviously, and such. But from what I've seen, in comparison to the other guys that are ranked, you know, top five, top ten, Filipowski would be my number one guy. Like he—he he brings everything to the table when you know on both too. ends, right? He's, like offensively, yeah. yeah, he's always engaged, like. He, he's, I'm excited to watch him in college for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. So yeah, so this that's gonna wrap up the 2022 group. So we touched on the Q's guys and the guys we missed out on, and you know the the, the Duke guys that we're gonna <laughs> face because Shire, you know, is bringing a whole gang of them, and that's another thing too. Shire's gonna be a problem. Like he's a young guy and. You know he's gonna be a lifer there. Yeah. So like, if he's already doing this, you know, geez, like it, it, it's not gonna be pretty for not the competition moving forward. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But anyway, uh, moving forward, uh, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty three group right now. So we gonna touch on um guys that have Q's offers that you were able to see, and then a couple of guys that um. Uh, that 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 I'm sure they'll show some interest in down the line and such. But um, starting off, number one ranked recruit DJ Wagner, Camden High. What's your he, thoughts? He's awesome. Um, going back to two years ago, I, that's when I first saw him, and they played Evan Mobley's team, and Evan Mobley's team also had Dominic Harris, who is he's one of the guards at Gonzaga now. He was high four star, I think, and um, he he destroyed them back then as a true freshman at Camden, and um, so seeing him from a freshman year to now his junior year, he's he just steadily just keep getting better. He's 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 definitely the number one player in that class, and I don't think Syracuse will have much of a chance with him. Obviously, I I if I had to guess, it'd be Kentucky just because of his dad too, but. Um, he's very, very good, and um, so that's pretty much what I got on him. But he's a three-level scorer; like he can get to the rim, pull up jumpers, step backs, threes. He, he's he's awesome. He'd be the best guard in the senior class too. 
Yeah, yeah. His situation right now, it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out because you know you got Kentucky, where obviously that relationship with his dad, his granddad, and such um, that played for Calipari. Um, um, his 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 dad played for Calipari. His godfather played for Calipari. His granddad was assistant on that team when Calipari was at Memphis. Um, he he actually took a visit to Memphis. Uh, Villanova as Villanova as the local school is is involved as well. So yeah, like you said, um, you know it's gonna be a long shot for Syracuse to get them. But you know the only thing they can pretty much hang their hats on is that look they you know, was one of the first schools to offer and, you know, he, he can't, he, they, I think they were the first school that he visited. So, you know, if they continue pursuing, who knows, but it's, it's, it's going to be a tough battle, um, you know, regardless. So, uh, next guy on the list, you mentioned him a little bit when you was talking about JJ Stalin, but I know he was the first offer that Syracuse made in the 2023 class of like a year ago or a year and a half ago, and that's um Aiden Holloway at La Lomere. He's good. Take one Holloway's in. good. He's crafty. He, he's a little shorter, um, but he's crafty, floor general, and that's one of my gripes I have with Syracuse. Like, so this weekend, right, um, I think Bunch played at 5 o'clock on Sunday, so Syracuse didn't have a game. Holloway played at 9 o'clock on Sunday. You would think, like, this would be their best opportunity to see both play. They have nobody at the game. And, like, as a fan, like, that's that's pretty frustrating because, like, as Syrac- like Syracuse, our recruiting is pretty low right now, I would say. Like, you should want to be seen at these type of events and try, like, like these kids care about like being watched by these these colleges and like I, I think not being seen at these events is a bad look. So like this was our best chance to see both Bunch and Holloway and I feel like we dropped the ball on that. So like you uh. like I don't know. Do you kind of see that as a problem too? Like like Calipari was there for two games. Like he flew out to watch a kid he already saw had committed and then for another game. Like I don't know. He flew out with an yeah. assistant, like yeah, and they had, a, yeah, and they had a game on yeah, Saturday. It's, a, it's the same weekend, thing. It's you know like, what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, got, I don't know. I feel like that's a problem we're facing right now. Not to get off topic, but like, but there's no like mm-hmm. drive. I, I feel like there's no drive to go out and recruit. Like, so. Yeah, yeah. That's why you saw, you know, um, the previous, to- you know, topic, you know, topic that we was touching on. You saw me hold, you heard me hold my tongue because I'm like, you know, we touched on that last week, and I don't want to get off top. Like you keep saying, like, you know, don't want to get off top because I, I could feel the frustration from you because that's what you know I, I've been feeling for so long as well. But you know, I just like, keep it on recruiting and get through these players. But you know, yeah, you're, you're not the only thing I'm gonna say, people, but. Um, same, in 2023, yeah. we offered Reed Reed Ducharme. I don't know if you've seen him at all. And Gavin Griffiths mm-hmm. and yeah, Griffiths yeah. or Griffiths, whatever, is um like I think they're the same type of player. We were both like one of their first offers. Griffiths is like top 35 in his class. Like he's very good. Ducharme is like borderline top 100. Guess which one we're not recruiting anymore. Like. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, like when these kids are graded hot, like we used to get top fifteen, top twenty kids, like every single class. Now it's like 
if a kid's rated too high, we give up. Like I don't know. Yeah, but you, you, you but, 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 but what you talking about? You know who's responsible for us landing a lot of those guys, right? You, you, you know mm-hmm. where he's at right now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's about, you know what I'm saying. We, we, we miss that guy yeah. very much. You know, like he's, I, I don't know that 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 Pacific Northwest CEE. You know, he should, hey, do what you gotta do, but you know, I'm. Hey, you know, getting back to these players. Let me let me <laughs> So the next play on the list is um Kwame Kwame Evans Jr. Mount Ver. Yeah. What, what's it what's it take on him? He's good. He um in the second game when they played Mount Verde, they no, he's on Mount Verde. So they played IMG the second game. The first game they played Dematha, he didn't really they beat them pretty pretty easily, I guess. So he didn't really stand out to me. But the second game Whitehead got into foul trouble, so he had to step in and play a lot of minutes. And um, he was very good. Like he, he was in threes, playing good defense. That, that's like one of the things about Mount Verde. They're so stacked. Like a kid like that, even though he's second in his class, he's just filling a role. He's not like he doesn't have to take over a game. So um, you have to really watch for the little things. And he's very good. He, he's he's got the body. He's he's long, athletic. So. Um, Hopefully we stay involved with him, but um, and his teammate Derek Queen is somebody else I think we at least have interest in. I don't, I'm not sure if we offered, but um, for a sophomore big man, he's he's very good too. Yeah, um, Queen. Yeah, Queen. Yeah, Queen has an offer. Um, the only thing that concerns me with Queen with the little I see from him is just his body type. He kind of yeah, he's still like, young I don't know though. He's got a better shape. Yeah, he's a little heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, a little heavy. So I was like, you know, sir, we know how Syracuse like the, the tall, <laughs> the long, skinny kid. guy. So I was like, you know, when I when I when I saw him, I was like, ah, you know, he kind of heavy. But we'll we'll see. Like you say, he's still real young. We'll see how he um, you know, rounds out into shape over time and stuff. So yeah, um, one of the other guys, um, he's not from. The hoop hole, but it was somebody you saw at that same event with uh Copeland and, and Taylor that I know you said you had like, and it's a guy we offered not too long ago, Isaiah Miranda, the seven foot one big man. Yeah, I, I didn't see him play, um, but yeah, they oh, were okay. playing the game after. But um, from okay. what I've heard, he's he's very good, very very good, and I, I it oh, seems man. like he's on the same trajectory as Lively almost because like. Um, at that same point, Lively was in the 40 to 50 range in his class, and then after the summer, he blew up. So I, I think Miranda will be a yeah. top 10, 15 kid. But from from what I've seen of clips and stuff, he looks really good. Yeah, because, um, you know, with the, the first time I, I, I checked out one of his games, it was against, I think, uh, Lively and Jalen Duran and all of those guys, and he held his own, you know, even though, like, he's kind of, when you talk about strength and weight-wise, a little bit overmatched, but, you know, he was battling, and, you know, he was scoring inside, he was knocking out jump shots, he was protecting the rim, and, you know, when we talk about projection, it's like, oh, shoot, like, you know, if this kid keeps working on his game and getting stronger and stuff, because that's the only thing he lacks is just strength, but that, that'll come over time because he's still so young. And, you know, you're right. Like, he's, he's going to be, like, a top 10, top 15 guy. That's why, like, Kentucky's already on him. Uh, UConn, you know, him being from Providence. So, obviously, like, UConn, Providence, those schools are going to be on him and stuff. And um, what's interesting is I, I know he's uh, he took a visit out to, like, USC because of the Mobley brothers. Mm. 
So they're selling that on him because he's a he, he's a player that stretches the floor and he kind of plays like you know the Mobleys. So they're that's what they're selling on him a lot too. So his recruitment, yeah, he does, you know, he does it, it's school, gonna be interesting to he see. He yeah. in Springfield, and um, Calipari's still pretty plugged in there. Like his son went to school. Like yeah, the prep school, one of the prep schools I I worked at, his son went to, um, which is in that area. So he um. Calipari is pretty plugged into that area. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're mm-hmm. in there to the end. Yeah. So on a few other guys um, that don't have offers yet, but, um, you know, people that, you know, should pique six Syracuse interests. But the guy I'm going to lead off with is somebody somebody I had liked at Peach Jam. But, you know, from our chats, I know you weren't too impressed and that's uh, top five uh, 2023 recruit, Mackenzie Mba- Mbako. So, like, what's, he, your, um, what's your take here? They, played, they played Simeon the first game, and he didn't really do too much. He got into foul trouble, um, and he didn't look that good. He looked pretty slow. He wasn't really scoring that much. But when they played Lively in Westtown, he looked a lot better. He had, uh, he had 20 points um, scoring in a variety of ways inside. His mid-range is good. He could hit the three. Um, but I guess my one knock on him would be, like, he is he's a little slow. He, he's a bigger guy, but he's mm. he, he's definitely he's – he's not a very strong athlete. Whereas his teammate, Nasir Cunningham, is – he's a beast. He's a – I think he had – he's a soft – he's a number one sophomore. And against West Town, he was, he was doing everything. He had his head at the rim, dunking balls – Hit threes. He had um he had twenty five to thirty points in that game, and so he's gonna, he's gonna be very good. And I, I I read the other day. I think he's visiting Duke this weekend. So um I'm not sure how much of a chance he'll have there, but they I think they're both very high on Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, Mackenzie, a lot of people thought early on he was going to make an early commitment. But he's kind of like opened things up and just playing the long game with that. But, you know, it, it still seems like Duke's in the driver's seat, even though Kentucky and, you know, other school, Memphis, UNC, Ohio State, Auburn, you know what I mean? Like they, they, everybody's trying to see if they can get visits from him and, and get into – the mix, but you know, it, it seems like Duke's gonna be really tough to beat mm-hmm. there. Uh, you, you jumped the gun on Cunningham, yeah. man. I was saving that for 24, but it's all good, like, we could get back to that later. Um, the guy next is um, DJ Wagner's teammate, Aaron Bradshaw, the big seven footer. What, what's his take on Bradshaw? He's he's talented, um, he's a, he's a fluid athlete, but against the team they played, um, he actually had zero points. And He's being guarded by somebody who is the number three football recruit in the country, six five two seventy. So um, I, I, that might have had a little bit to do with it. The kid was just bodying him the whole game, um, making it tough on him. But uh, I mean, you could see the talent. But again, like we were saying before, big men are generally overranked. So I wouldn't say he's the twenty fifth best player in his class, but he. Um, he uh he definitely has a lot of potential, and he's somebody we should stay involved yeah. with. Yeah, that's a, the yeah. I, I I pretty much had the same impression of him when I saw him um at, at the Peach Jam because he played on the same team with DJ Wagner, 
and um Copeland and 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 Mbako, and you would just see flashes. Yeah, right? we're seeing like, where that like works you now. You see him, you know, a big. It just, yeah, it just clicks. It, it's like you know, a block shot with big men. It just clicks. Yeah, it, you know, with yeah. So yeah, with Bradshaw, it was like you would see you know a block shot here, alley oop dunk there, a, a little post move. You know, at, at a certain moment, but then there'll be like these long stretches where he's committing a silly foul, or he's just out of position and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, like he's a little bit rough around the edges. But in due time, you know, another pro- projection guy that you you have to think, okay, this is what he can do now. What can he be in two, three years? Right? Like that's a player like that. That's what you're banking on. You know the 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 overall projection and him maxing out on his potential. Mm-hmm. So um yeah you know he's somebody I hope Syracuse stays on. You know he he has uh offers right now with UCLA, uh, Oklahoma State, LSU. You know I read a recent article where he was saying that LSU was actually like a dream school of his somehow. Like I'm like wow. What is that like? This, 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 now you know recruiting is crazy when dudes from Jersey. Um, we're saying LSU was, you know, their dream school and Money's stuff. You know what I mean? Man. Like, remember, it used to be Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. All right. So, moving on to the 2024 guys. So, yeah, you already touched on a little bit with Nas Cunningham. I don't know if you have anything extra to say about him and stuff. I mean, you know, you 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 know, I know you say he's pretty yeah, much he's a beast good. and stuff. Is there some things he needs to? Is there something he needs to work on moving forward to, you know, maximize his potential? Uh, he's, he's or is there just, like, so many yeah. like he's, he's very skinny, but, um, like, he, he's he's very tall, long, and just generally, like, he's, he's so young. He, he's going to develop everything. So, um, if he stays on the same trajectory, he's going to be one of the top three kids in that class for sure. Yeah, and you know it's funny you, you I, when you mentioned about LSU with the money being good down there. I'm looking at his offer list. LSU is already an early offeree for him, along with UConn and UCLA. It seems like like every time I'm looking at the offer sheet with these guys, it's like you know you're seeing UConn, you're seeing UCLA, you're seeing LSU, <laughs> and it's like you, yeah, but you're not seeing. But but it's like you said before, it's like Syracuse used to be on these guys from jump, right? Like it used to like I'd identify these guys, and they were on them like early on and now it's just kind of like everybody else is getting the head start it's like what the hell but anyway um next um this guy i think that i'm gonna mention right now and look me being from the bronx i'm proud to see it but he he, he's probably the biggest stock riser from the whole weekend and that's ian jackson cardinal hayes bx represent the floor is yours beast like he's uh he's right there with cunningham like they're one A one B. Like he is, I, I was so impressed by him. He was in threes. He was dunking on people. Like he's he's awesome. Like especially for a sophomore. Like he is. He's gonna be amazing. And like it's a like Syracuse needs to. We got to get back in New York City. Like Cardinal Hayes, Christ the King, Stepanak. Like. They have very good young talent. We we got to get back in there because, like, we're missing out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's because right now too, 
I saw something about like with the name, image, and likeness with high school, with high school guys, where in New York. Yeah, so I saw that too. a lot of people, with uh, bo- people, Boogie Flynn. You know, that's and stop a lot of kids. Jackson. Yeah, stop a lot of the kids. Yeah, and Jackson. Yeah, so a lot of people think, um, you know, that's that's gonna stop a lot of kids from going to like all the prep schools out of the state and on all that stuff. That like if, if top talent is coming, not just from NYC, but like you know Westchester, upstate, Central New York, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, those kids are, are, are gonna stay home. And that's where Syracuse could take advantage, right? Like if you're getting, you know, in-state kids and stuff, um, staying home and not going down to, you know, you look at a situation going years back, um, Thomas Bryant, mm-hmm. right? Like if he stayed in Rochester, from where I remember about that recruitment, like I think Syracuse would have been able to keep him closer to home. But when he was able, when he ended up going to Huntington yep. Prep and West Virginia and stuff, it was like, you know, it opened things up for all these other schools to come in and put a lot of, you know, negative stuff in his head and trash the Q's program and stuff. And plus, you know, you know, once you get, you know, a young 16, 17 year old away from home and away from, you know, mom and whatever, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like this. You know, I, I, want, I you know, I want to be away now and stuff. And, you know, you lose that, that, that um local advantage that, one would have yeah, same you know, with saying, JJ. You know, go Isaiah Stewart, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now if having NIL um with the high school kids in state, you know, with New York, that, that should be able to help Syracuse, but you know, it's on it's them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like us us fans can yeah, us fans can only, you know, rant so much and complain so much. It's on the coaches to Go go go! Do their jobs, do what they pay for, and 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 work and grind and and try to lock these um players down. But um, yeah, good stuff with Jackson. You know, I'm intrigued to see how it works out for him because it's been a while since you know we had a big time. You know, we go back. I think Kemba Kemba Walker was like the last um big time player from from the Bronx that 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 I know off the top that you know really you know did a big mm-hmm. college NBA yeah, and he- stuff. So and, and that you know Kemba's class was like. 2007 2008 so it's been a minute since we had a dude from the Bronx that you know was like this highly touted so I'm intrigued and then we have an assistant on staff at Syracuse is from the Bronx Fred Archie <laughs> Red Archie where are you but um yeah <laughs> yep but I'm um, looking at his uh offer list right now early on once again UConn yeah UConn offered the, the other mix, guy early was there. Oklahoma yeah Oklahoma State is one of his early offers, and that's because you got Mike Boynton, you know, my guy from Brooklyn, um, and obviously the local schools, Seton Hall, St. John's, and stuff. But it's going to be, you know, we know it's going to be a national. It's a Kentucky, like Kentucky, Duke, we know all these. I heard that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, 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 sadly, we kind of know where this goes. Try not to get my hopes up. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, so um, the next guy, I'm not sure how much he played because he just came back from injury. But I was asking you about him the other day, and that's Boogie Boogie Flan from Stepanak. Yeah, he um, he he played pretty well. Um, there there wasn't really anything like off the top of my head right now where I was like, oh, he's so good at this or so good at that. Um, but he didn't play Mm -hmm. like the full game. Um. Could be a minutes restriction thing because, like you said, um, he was hurt. I'm not sure what his injury was, but um, 
But I I know he is he is a lot of he's pretty highly ranked and he already has some pretty big offers. So I'm not sure we've shown interest, but yeah, from from what yeah, it's it yeah it's still way early with all these guys. But um, you know, from what I understand, with Boogie it was like a, a ankle or foot situation that he was dealing with. Um, but he, you know, it was crazy because I think yesterday or the day before, um, he played, they played like a, a overtime or a double overtime game against my old high school, St. Raymond's and Boogie had like 17 points and 10 assists and stuff. So I don't know if he was still under a minutes restriction or he did that in a minutes restriction, but you know, it seemed like he's kind of like getting back to his old self. Cause he's considered, you know, a five-star type of yeah, prospect right now, right now in the early stages so you know Friday. yeah so that's yeah, yeah so that's gonna oh be a God. big one right there so you know q's nation yeah so q's nation keep an eye on a boogie flan i think he's like uh he's listed as six six three six three guard um let me see ian jackson six five six six guard wing and um, Nas Cunningham, um, a six eight wing, they they listen at um, or, or is any because you 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 could tell like when you watch whatever they're listed at, you can always tell the BS when you see them in person. Like the the, the heights, the heights I just listed, is that kind of accurate or is that like off a bit from what you saw in person? But when I just I mentioned it, with it Nas six eight, yeah, yeah, he, he's he's a big okay. kid, like um, yeah, he and he's he's a legit shooting guard too. Like he's gonna be very good. Okay, cool. All right, so like rounding this off, uh, twenty twenty five. So before we get to the introduction with your guy, um, there's another another point guard from Stepanak that you mentioned that was really good, and that's uh Danny Carbuccia, um, a six uh six. They listen at six one, a six one. Yeah, I don't know guard. about that. <laughs> he's uh, he's yeah, oh, okay. All right, he's probably, so that... <laughs> he's probably maybe maybe in two maybe maybe on a maybe, good day. maybe in two years, yeah. right? Maybe in two years, right? <laughs> he's uh he's very good. He's um for a freshman point guard, like he's super advanced, like floor general. Um he definitely controls the tempo of the game. Um so he, he's definitely a name to watch out for. I don't by the time he's in high school, who knows what hopefully we're not just strictly two three zone, so um but uh he he's very good. He um he can shoot, pass, he has everybody involved. So he's definitely a name to look out for in the next in the in the coming years. Um but um did, did you have another question? I for I'm blanking out. Oh no Yeah, yeah, that's uh you know, yeah, I just wanted to touch okay. base on, 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 on Danny. And um, you know, now you know the the, the floor is yours on the slash prospect when talking twenty twenty five because it's it, it's still early and this is the same class that uh Carmelo's son is in, Kaya and Anthony. So we'll see how you know he progresses down the line. But there's a player, certain player from Maine, mm. who I saw Eric Bossy say he think might be the best player to ever ever come out of Maine, and you've been telling me about him for a while, so. Gonna let this yeah, be whoever, the introduction for him to Q's Nation. So whoever ends up listening to this, you're gonna hear it from me first. Yeah, Cooper Flag from Maine. He's gonna be the top player in that class. He is a beast. Like whenever you get around to listening to this, I don't know if this is gonna be recorded for other people to hear later. He look him up, watch his tape. He 
he's he's just different. He was um he was at Hoopal um visiting with Mount Verde. So he could be it looks like he's gonna be there next year. So um he, he's gonna be very good. And hopefully like we get an offer out there, show some interest because I, I already saw he has like Michigan interest, Iowa interest, so we should hop on that ASAP because the stuff he does as a fifteen year old at six eight is just ridiculous. Shooting threes, dunking on people, and I know the competition in Maine isn't that good, but like you could tell when you watch. He's he's different. He he's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and Q's Nation, trust me, like, Sean, like, we've been cool for years, and you never, you know, hype, just hype somebody out, you know, hype somebody up just for, like, no reason. Like, you, you could tell who's going to be official from who's not, you know, like, who's going to be overrated or whatever. Like, you wouldn't talk about this guy if you didn't think, you know, there was some potential there and stuff, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Mount Bird so, is like, an, when he was putting me Mount Bird is and, an offer yeah. freshman, like like fifteen year olds like this usually it's you have to be like a different breed. And he is he, he's he's special. He he's gonna be so good. Yeah, and you know, like you said, uh the article I saw, yeah, he had he said Michigan was on them and Iowa and stuff, so like Syracuse would be smart to right now, yeah. you know, get in the mix real quick because especially if he goes down to Mount Verde, then it's like, you know, he's gonna be down, you know, out of your reach out of your 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 your, your region real soon. And we know like if Calipari's still around and all the other big dogs, um we already know the beast that Shy is on recruiting. We know he's not gonna waste any time going down Florida meeting with this kid if he if he really turns out to be the real deal and stuff. So Syracuse would be smart trying to get him play right now and, and, and try to develop a relationship with him because, you know, um like I said, some of the clips you sent me, it's like, all right, yeah, the competition isn't the greatest, but once again, when you're projecting, like you're saying what, fifteen, fifteen years old, sixteen years old, and he's already like six seven, six eight. So like imagine if he's still growing, right? Like you, we could look like the way we talk about Filipowski, he could exactly, be that and then some. Because I think from what you show me, he's more athletic oh, he's, than Filipowski yeah, at this athlete. age right now. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be exciting to watch him develop yep. for sure. So and hopefully he makes the move to Mount Verde because that would be, I think, the best decision for him. At least, or it doesn't have to be Mount Verde, but to get onto that scene would be would mm-hmm. be smart for him. Yeah. So um before before we head up out of here, um just wanted to recap, go over these rankings real quick and get your opinions on them because uh ESPN um updated their 2022, 23, 24 rankings and 247 just did their top one fifty today on the twenty twenty two class. So let me just run the twenty twenty two class first and ask your opinion if you agree or disagree. Okay. Um so with ESPN they have all our all our guys, um, but the main three with Taylor, Copeland, Bunch, all unranked four star guys. And two four seven in their top one fifty, they have Bunch ranked fifty five, moving up two spots, and they have Taylor as a three star at one twenty seven, dropping forty five spots, and Copeland as a unranked three star. So what's your take on all of that? Uh, I would say. 
I mean, I, I think Taylor's the thing with Taylor. It's like in AEU, I think he was used incorrectly. Like he was almost like a stretch four, seven lot of screens in AEU. Um, and I think his IMG situation is, like I said, it's kind of tough. Like very, very small rotation. Um, but I, I think I think he's a top one hundred kid. Like Bunch is definitely a top seventy five kid. I would say. Um, not, and Copeland's good too. Like I, I think I think we have a slept on class, honestly. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I don't really like the ESPN rankings as much as two four seven and rivals personally. But um, I don't, I think they're all. I think. They're all near the – at least those three are very borderline 100, bunch probably 75. It's not not a great recruiting class, but it's good. It it fits mm-hmm. – they're all pretty athletic, so that's very good. But um, and it's, it's so hard to tell. But like, like – okay, yeah, cool. For example, like James Booknight, like – I saw him a, a lot in high school. First time I saw him play, it's like, this kid's top 25. ESPN, he's like 75 or 80. Like, these guys, they can't really see everybody, but um, they're, they're, that's a good class. They're good players, but I, th- I think it's, it's, it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same? or? Yeah. Um because with ESPN, all I can say is, like, I know they only have, like, I think two guys that's on their, like, recruiting staff from what I understand with uh, um, Biocardi and Ficklestein, I think is his name. So it's like, how many guys are they, you know, it's hard, like, when it's just two guys and you're evaluating hundreds of players, right? You know what I mean? Like, all it takes is for you to watch one guy, like, let's say if they watch Justin Taylor, on that that same game you saw, right, where you said he was kind of like off and stuff, that could be like the only time they've seen him over the last exactly. year, and that's like the last impression they have, right? And you know, and 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 and, and Copeland, same thing. You know, they they they're probably like, oh, this guy can't shoot. Yeah, he could do other things, but he, you know, he just can't shoot, so he's he's gonna struggle or whatever. So they're you know, like the rankings is just not there, even though. A, a, a much more greater sample size. If you see probably like five, six games, the positive is going to outweigh the negative. You know what I mean? And they will have like a different thought process on their ranking and how, you know, their evaluation on that player. But when you're responsible for like a couple hundred dudes, it, it's hard to like get a good read on everybody. Like unless you're really um, locked in on the elite five-star guys where you're watching them at a Mount Verde or Oak Hill or IMG. You're watching them like 10 times throughout the year and you're seeing them dominate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like those are the only guys you can have a good read on because, you know, I remember having a discussion with somebody years ago and we were saying that it's like, all right, it's easy to come up with like the top 20. Like, you know, like, okay, these guys are so much better than the rest, but everything past like, 21 22 it's a crapshoot you know what i mean because it's hard to say the 35th ranked player is better than the 78th yeah it's so or a guy you know if you're yeah 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 it's 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 hard it's hard to tell it's like it's, it's you're basically just you know it's, it's rolling a dice and just picking out numbers and, and attaching them to guys especially with, with this this class like 
like I said, I don't, in my opinion, it's not as good as past classes, like, like in general, like for every, every kid. So yeah, like after you see the top 10, 15 kids, like, you know, those are the top 10, 15 kids, but after that, there's, it's so opinionated on, on who's, on where people should be placed. Like whereas yeah. in past classes, you so can know the, the top 30 kids are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so on the other groups with 2023, because ESPN, they updated those too. So get your thoughts on these real quick before we head up out of here. So uh, ESPN did a top 60 for the the 23 group. So number one, they still have DJ Wagner. Number two, they have Kwame Evans Jr. Number three, they have Mbako. Um, 23, they have Bradshaw. 26, they have Miranda. And 31, they have Holloway. So what's your take on that? Um, yeah, so we touched on this before, like Bradshaw, like he's probably not the, I haven't seen a lot of these kids, um, but he's probably not the 23rd best player. Like, like it's a lot of potential based. Um, I'm, I'm looking through it now. Um, yeah, Wagner's, Wagner's probably the best, I would say, um, I liked 1719 Carlisle and Foster. Like, they were pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Holloway at 31, like, for him to be up right up there with pretty similar to Foster and, and Carl, Carlisle, that kind of cement, cements that he, he's a very good player. And um, we should uh, we should definitely be beating on him. But, I don't know. It's it's so hard to really justify where these people are ranked without seeing a lot of them. Like you see, like like yeah. Sunrise has a lot of guys in here. Lalimir. So I saw them over the weekend, but um, like like Gigi Jackson. I don't know. Like if you, you yeah. know, like it, it, it's so hard to tell without being able to see them. Like. Akil Watson at twenty four. He I I didn't I wasn't too impressed with him. He played for Rosedale. Um, he didn't really do anything well. So like I don't. But like you said, he could have blown up at a AU tournament. So. Yeah. What? Yeah. Watson. I I really don't get because I I I saw probably like three games of his with the New York Lightning at Peach Jam. And I don't think he scored double yeah, he didn't figures do much. Once. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he he looks the part because he's like you know what six seven six eight kind of athletic. But I I was like what like for a guy that was I, I think ESPN has had him as like a five star for a while or something like that, and I just wasn't like blown away. But it, it seemed like he's had because I've seen um Adam Zagoria tweet that you know he's had good performances and other events and stuff, but not. You know, I haven't seen them, and I and you you you, you weren't blown away Not when really. you seen them. So I don't know. I hope yeah, I hope yeah. we stay involved with uh, Griffiths, though. From what I've seen, he looks he looks pretty good. He's a, he's skinny, but he's he's a big like six seven, long. So yeah, with 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 Griffiths, with Griffiths it just seems like UConn's right gonna be tough to beat because yeah. it seems like her yeah Hurley Hurley's Hurley's smart. Unlike us, he's like trying to build a wall on that New England area. Like, whoever they want and they want to lock down, it's like, you know, you're going to have to do something real special to get them out of 
the backyard and stuff, you know, and 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 that's what you know Hurley's because he he landed the kid that you like that you was telling me about um was Car- Caravan. Oh, Caravan, right. yeah. Like, he, they, he played um Ka- yeah. He played against Kadari in the Nepsack Championship, and he put up like he's not very athletic or anything, but he put up like thirty points, and they beat Brewster. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and then he transferred to IMG post grad. And then um, yeah, he got yeah. hurt, and I think he enrolled into UConn early. Yeah, yeah, he rolled early, yeah, cause yeah, you selling, and and that's like I always read that about him that yeah, not the most athletic kid, but just like really skilled and high IQ, and he just just makes all the winning plays. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 gonna be interesting to see how he fits into, cause that's where like UConn, as much as it pains me to say it, but like you know, like I like kind of watching them play mm-hmm. but sometimes the IQ of some of their players because they just have like so many athletes it's lacking and I think that's the perfect fit to blend all of that out you know what I mean like just having a guy that you give him the ball and he knows what to do to hit cutters to feed the posts find shooters create plays for himself like they're lacking that like they were hoping Andre Jackson could have been that but Andre Jackson is just kind of like more like an athlete mm-hmm. but this guy here that, you know, Caravan that you've been talking about for, for a while to me, you know, um, privately, like he's he's like that perfect uh, match for them. But, um, you know, wrapping again back here um, with the recruit with the other guys, 2024, closing things out. They have uh, they did a top 25 and they have one Nas Cunningham, mm-hmm. number three, Derek Queen, number four, um, Jackson and 12, Flan. So what's your take on that? You know, obviously still yeah, early. Yeah, I would know, say, still. I mean, I haven't seen the kid from Sierra Canyon, but I would say I'd, I'd probably put Jackson too. Um, he's, mm. he's probably right there with Cunningham. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to say without seeing a lot of the other guys. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. I know we offered the kid who's ranked six, Kadu or whatever. Yeah, that's that's my yeah that's my guy. Yeah, he was on that same team that I was talking about with Watson when I, I saw mm-hmm. the long um the New York Lightning team in Peach Jam, and you know just for a guy who was um you know finishing up his uh freshman year playing against you know all these like five star dudes and stuff, he 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 was pretty much like the their best player, like just fearless, three level scorer. And you know, I, I don't know if he's the perfect zone fit defensively because he's still, you know, he's kind of small and doesn't look very long and stuff. But when you just talk about a floor general and a guy that can make plays not just for himself but for others, like that's 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 a you know a great fit that you know Syracuse could use because we we we've been talking about our point guard woes since mm-hmm. Tyler Ennis. You know, Tyler Ennis is going on nearly like a decade now. You know what I'm saying? Even though it feels like it was yesterday, like it's been a while. So um yeah, uh we'll see how it plays out um down the line with this twenty twenty four group. But you know, Sean man, great stuff. Um touching base with the twenty twenty two guys, twenty twenty three and the hoop hall recaps and you know chopping it up, breaking down the committed guys that we have in 2022 and the future outlook and stuff, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out and, and, and 
giving us your insight and, and, and your thoughts on these prospects. Of course, stuff, anytime. You know? um, thanks again for having me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, you know, I love talking about this stuff. Yeah, so this... I love watching it, so, yeah, yeah like, anytime you... Anytime. Yeah, so this, um, I believe uh, 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 it's, it's being recorded. So, like, once I hit the stop button, uh, the link's going to be right in the, um, right, right on the, um, you know, right on the tweet. So anybody who missed out on it live can listen to it whenever they want. It's going to be up for, like, 30 days. But I'm definitely going to save it on my end and put it up on iTunes. So, you know, you can forward it to whoever you, you know, you want any friends, family and such like it's going to be on iTunes, Spotify. So everybody's going to be able to listen to it. So I'm going to have it up um, pro- probably like sometime next week, like early next week and stuff. But the link, the Twitter link is going to be on. So you could retweet that. I'm going to retweet that. And so people could listen to it, you know, as soon as I hit the stop button, it should be up. So, you know, once again, you know, thanks for hopping on. And um, Q's Nation, <laughs> to the next time, mm-hmm. your boy and Sean, we out.